Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. What's up? Hello. Uh, so we're doing that two-parter episode thing again this week. Um, uh, we didn't get any responses on if it worked out the last time we did this, so we're doing it again. <laughs> if you don't like it, let us know and we'll fix it. But same thing, like there's lots to discuss kind of with the two episodes as a whole um, versus discussing one and the dis- discussing the next. A lot of stuff would be repeated. So, um, So yeah, we're doing it again. So this will be a little bit longer for you. Before we get started, we are a part of the But Why Though podcast community. Uh, so be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and their website, butwhythopodcast.com. Uh, we're super proud to be a part of their community. All right. This is the mid-season finales. I don't know what to call them. One of them is the finale. The other one is the episode leading up to it. <laughs> the the, the two-part mid-season finale? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. They Sounds didn't great. air one right after the other, like a, like a two-parter yeah. back-to-back, but it was definitely it led into – they led into one another, and as you pointed out ahead of recording, we want to, to do that. We want yeah. to – like not – have this separate i don't know (laughs) all right so this is season two episode nine ye who enter here written by our friend paul z uh i screamed when i saw it was written by him (laughs) and i texted you because i was like no and i just put paul z in the notes because i'm not even going to try pronouncing his name anymore um And then this is directed by Billy Gearhart, who I believe is a new name in the lineup. So that's cool. I think both of these episodes have new directors in the lineup. Originally aired December 2nd, 2014. All right. So this episode starts off with a dream and it's Skye's dream. She's running through the the base alone and she's wearing a flower dress mm-hmm. um, and she comes into, I guess it's the lab and um there's like a box on the table, a music box. She knocks it off. Um, and then May and Colson are dressed as like May's dressed as like a 50s or 50s or 60s housewife, like with pearls and like pastel pink. And her hair is in like big, like I forget what the, the curls are called that are like that, whatever. And um, there's a baby. They're holding a baby and they're like they leave the baby on the table and walk away. And um this guy's like, no, you can't leave. You can't leave her. And then she touches the music box and her arms turn black. And then she wakes up. Oh, I forgot to look this up before we started recording. But um, I was wondering if that baby was Marissa Tantron's baby. Huh. Because she's very clearly like a half Asian child. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about this last night before I was falling asleep. And I meant to look it up and I forgot. Because her daughter's hmm. how old? She's like six, right? Five or six? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Anyway, she's, or maybe she's three. I don't know. Maybe it's not oh. real. Well, maybe one of our listeners knows and can can see, uh, or we could just look this up and after we're done <laughs> recording. But yeah, I was thinking about that when I was about to go to bed last night. Um, but anyway, so she wakes up and she's like holding her forearms, which is significant. Um, we'll talk about it in a bit. All seems well. Mac is um, playing. He Mac's walking down the hallway and he has this toy Lola, uh, the car. Um, he's like, "Excuse me, coming through, coming through." It's going down the hallway and he runs into Fitz and he's like, "Oh, that's cool." Um, 
And he's like, did you make this for Coulson? Because you're not going to get extra vacation time. And he's like, no, I'm hoping he'll let me work on the real thing. And then Fitz is like, well, how'd you get it to fly? <laughs> and and uh, Mac is like, uh, it doesn't. And meanwhile, he's watching Hunter and Bobby and, and they're flirting and having a good time. Because if you don't remember, they hooked up in the last episode and all is well with them, I guess. But um, Mac knows better. He's like, storm's coming. And then Fitz asks uh, for Mac's help. He's like, okay, I need to give something to Simmons. And he's like, look, uh, you need to talk to her eventually. And then he's very clearly doesn't want to be involved in the middle of this anymore. <laughs> so they kind of leave uh, on cold notes. I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, Simmons is on the bus working on Tripp's injury. And she asks about Sky's dad. And Tripp starts to say, that man was out of his damn mind. And then Sky walks in. And he's like, hey, girl. <laughs> And she's like, you're talking about my dad. And they're like, yeah, sorry. And she's like, it's all right. Um, and she's kind of come to terms that he's just, he's a murdery, crazy dude, which is sad. Now the team is all together and they're getting debriefed on what the uh, mission is. So apparently the temple is in Puerto Rico. It's in San Juan, the city of San Juan. Um, and Trip makes this comment, like, isn't that in the Bermuda Triangle? And Coulson's like, no, we solved that in the 80s. And he's like, what about Atlantis? And then Coulson just kind of moves on. He's like, no, it's in Puerto Rico. Um, apparently, there is one access point um, that is accessible to, <laughs> to humans. It's not underwater. Um, and it's like underneath a fortress um, in the city of San Juan. And Hydra apparently still doesn't know where the location is yet. So they still have a one up on them. So they're going to go and assess the situation and hopefully blow it up. In Vancouver, Raina is hanging out with some old dude in a coffee shop. She's clearly scamming him. And she sees what she, who she thinks is Agent May sitting in the coffee shop, who is actually Agent 33 with May's face. Um, and apparently Whitehall wants to talk to her. And so she runs outside and runs down the street. And uh, one of the Kading brothers is standing there and he's like, you're next right. Unless you want to spend the night at the Hotel Hydra. <laughs> and she turns the corner and there's the other Koenig brother. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And so he's like, come here. And he saves her with his invisibility umbrella. Um, I didn't know what else to call it. So that's what I wrote in the notes. <laughs> um, and... And so they they take her in and he takes a picture of her. He's like, you need your own shield lanyard because that's very on brand for them. So uh, Koenig calls. I think it's it's Billy Koenig that calls Coulson and he's like, look, um, we've got her. You know, he gives her an, he, he gives him an update on like the Hydra situation and they just wanted to talk and 33 was there and blah, blah, blah. And, Coulson's like, all right, I'm going to send May for extraction. And you can hear Sam, his brother, in the background. He's like, yeah, the cavalry is coming. Sweet. <laughs> it's just like this. Patton Oswald is just like a weird dude in this character. And it's it, it creates these light moments that are they're great. I like them. <laughs> no, and it just feels like, I don't know, like it feels like it's perfect for him. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, they're very satisfying the, nerdy comic book moments like I, oh, I feel like absolutely and then there's another moment like later in this episode when they're I don't know they have this this ongoing joke with Trip that like there's like everyone wants to know how many are there how many brothers are there and they just like won't ever give a straight answer and it's great <laughs> oh and they really enjoy messing with Trip about it like oh yeah because Trip is so freaked out by it it's great <laughs> um 
So anyway, uh, May, Sky, and Hunter are going to go extract Reyna, and Coulson, Mac, Bobby, and Fitzsimmons are going to go to the city. Um, Coulson doesn't want Sky anywhere near her dad, um, which we'll discuss at the end of this episode, which is interesting. Um, on the bus, um, Bobby is talking to Simmons, um, and he's asking her how long her and Fitz were a thing. And Simmons is like, "Oh, we were never a thing." And she, you know, explains what happened. And she just like didn't have time to process it and she still doesn't really know how she feels and she's still confused and she's like all i wanted was my best friend back um she's still i feel like she's this is they haven't had time like she came back fitz was a mess then she went and worked under undercover at hydra like she hasn't had time to process any of this and either really has fitz like they've just been like thrown back into work and fits into recovery and they just they just need to sit down and talk and figure things out um because this is this is difficult for everyone (laughs) um so the team is splitting up um and colson goes to leave and sky hugs him and colson and may's faces are like what the hell and she just she just loves colson okay she loves her dad (laughs) um and she has like no like she's not embarrassed about it she's just like i'm just gonna hug him because i am and that's that's it it was kind of a cute moment (laughs) it's like hugging your boss like if you think about like your boss is like, oh, I'm going away on a, on a mission or whatever. And you're like, okay, bye. And give him a hug when you shouldn't really have that relationship. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess it just depends. Like, I know. Definitely for the most part, you shouldn't have that relationship. Yeah. Well, <laughs> also like very clearly, like they've hugged before, just not in front of anyone else on the team. Like I feel like in just, I feel like maybe just a few episodes ago or even last episode, they hugged when she like tried to go find her dad and she and, you know just i don't i don't know i felt like this was a little weird because it's it's not like that's not something that they do i don't know maybe it's just cuz it was in front of everyone and it was a weird moment to do it <laughs> i don't know or because they're trying to create like a sense of danger or something like, I don't know. <laughs> but it's not like it was that like significant you know like, like it's not like you're facing certain doom type mission okay so i just thought of something so sky after having her dream she thinks something is going to happen like she has this like feeling this bad feeling that something's going to happen so maybe this is her way of being like well i said goodbye just in case shit goes down that makes sense she's afraid colson's gonna buy that horrible plaid shirt and And leave a baby behind yeah she's just like that i I can't i can't deal with may being that uncomfortable in that outfit clearly we're we're out of place oh my god Oh, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> that was great. Um, meanwhile, in Vancouver, Sky comes to extract Raina, um, and they're like, "Hey, we gotta go." And uh, so her and I think it's Billy or Sam. I can't. I'm confused. I forget <laughs> which point, one it is now. <laughs> at this point, those two we know exist yeah. <laughs> and aren't dead. Exactly. So, because um, there's a joke about which one it is. He's like, "I'm not. I'm the shorter one," or what? Or he's the shorter one. Well, they both they both refer to each other every time when someone when someone misidentifies them, they say, "No, he's the shorter one." Yeah, and now here I am. One. I don't even know which one's which, and I watched the episode I, twice. So. I know. Whenever they give, well, first they they simultaneously give Trip guff when they when they tell him there's thirteen of them and then laugh their mm-hmm. butts off after it. he like believes it for a split second, and then the second time I think it's 
Billy who's around because he think he says that Sam is uh, recharging his batteries because yes. uh, <laughs> he wants he, he wants Trip to believe that one or more of them are robots. Yeah, which I've referred to in past spoiler sections uh, and comic connections that like the original character of Eric Canning was connected to the Shield uh, LMD or Life Model Decoy program. Yeah, so like that I remember. Like before the whole kind of story of the, of the Koenig brothers unfolded, people being like, are, are they robots? So, yeah. Like, so. <laughs> well, and that line too, like really makes you think. And it's funny because like, since you mentioned that in past episodes, I caught that when he said that. I was like, oh, that's referring to like his his comic connection. It's not technically a comic connection because there's only the one of them in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's no, no, like... No, no, no. I was just thinking, though, like, it's worth mentioning that this is the first appearance of uh, Sam, of the third oh, yeah. of brother so far. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's his first appearance in the show. But uh, I guess before the season started at Comic-Con, there was a clip introducing uh, a preview of uh, Adrian uh, Palicki as... Uh, Mockingbird is Bobby. Mm-hmm. So when they basically when they announced that she would exist, they also announced that there was at least an additional Canning, one additional Canning <laughs> brother because they had it was a video presentation that the two that the two of them intro that Sam and and uh, Billy oh, intro. So okay. like, so fans were like waiting for him to appear throughout the whole season. Right, right. I didn't so, realize this was the first episode that the the additional brother was in. Yeah, because we already got spoiled, but there was a second one at the end of the previous season. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But yeah, so we slowly are meeting more and more of the Koenig family, which I guess that's a slight spoiler. There's more to come. Uh, (laughs) Koenig family. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, So anyway, Agent 33 shows up. As they're trying to extract Reyna and, and, you know, Sky yells for them to go for the stairs and her and 33 have this awesome and brutal fight scene and Sky is very clearly beaten. Um, but Hunter comes in and saves the day and knocks her out and he sees her face and he's like, what the hell is that? Hunter is always keeping it real, man. <laughs> well, and the, the makeup job was really good, I think. Like, oh, yeah. And I kept looking at it and like the way they showed like the way it frays like and you could sort of see the the pattern of the face mask thing. Yeah. Like, it was really subtle, but really well done. Yeah. And, you know, I th- I thought about this. This is um, actually Ming-Na doing some of these fight scenes because, obviously, she's playing 33, playing her her yeah. stolen face self. Oh, my God. That's confusing. Um, it's kind of cool. Her and, uh, her and Chloe got to do um, some scenes together, fight scenes together. Meanwhile, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, Bobby has a contact. So her and Colson um, are are walking around. They're walking through the plaza, and she's assessing Colson, and she's trying to figure out if he's really going to destroy the obelisk um, because apparently Fury wouldn't. And Colson is not Fury. She asks him what the number is of acceptable losses, and he says zero. And Coulson makes a, an emphasis that like, hey, these are all look at all these people. There's three million people on this island and I'm not going to make them collateral damage. Um, and this is why we love Coulson, because he values human life. And I think Bobby is surprised by this. Like she's I don't know. It, it's an interesting moment between the two of them. And now that we what we know from Captain Marvel and what Fury was like from an early agent this is interesting. We can talk about this in a later time, I think. But um, 
maybe after these two very uh, tumultuous episodes, because <laughs> there's a lot of other things to discuss. Um, so um, back on the Quinjet, Mac is sitting in between Fitz and Simmons, who are clearly try- doing their best to try to not talk to each other. And he's just watching them. And he's like, well, I'm going to go check the landing gear. And Fitz is like, no, 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 you can't. And... Mac is like, um, the awkward silence in here is literally killing me. I'm leaving. <laughs> and so Fitz and Gemma are looking at each other and they try to talk. And Gemma's like, no, please let me talk first. I just want to explain. I wasn't, you know, leaving you. And Fitz is like, no, I have a hard time talking. So I need to get this out. And the scene is just so painful. And Fitz is like, look, I'm going to leave the lab. You can be in charge of it. And I'm going to go work in the garage, as he says, <laughs> with Mac. I can work for you. I just can't work with you. And and Simmons is like still so confused. Like you can tell that she's like, she doesn't want him to leave, but also she's like, okay, whatever you think is best. And it's, ugh, can they just work it out and figure their shit out? Because I don't like this. <laughs> it's hard to watch. In Vancouver, Raina and Skye are talking as they're still, she, they're still extracting Raina. Um, they hunt her and the two of them and Hunter run into an alley and realize that there's still Hydra agents outside. And so Hunter goes off to find May um, and Raina and Skye are talking and Skye mentions that Whitehall has the diviner or the obelisk. And Raina's like, well, that changes everything. And she reveals to Skye that she can hold the diviner. And they're thinking that maybe that's why Hydra wants her. So Raina tries to run and turn herself into Hydra, but May comes driving up in a black van and hits them with the van and all is well. So yay. And then May's talking to Colson and she's mad. <laughs> she's like, did you hear 33 still wearing my face? <laughs> like, <laughs> There's some good... May does... Uh, Ming-Na does some, some good comedy, man. I mean, her and Mark comedic roles no she's she's so great everything about her in the show i know back in puerto rico part of the team is they're making a tunnel into the city and um fitz sends the dwarves down into the tunnel and the dwarves go dark they just shut off um and so they decide to send mac down there and fitz mentions that all electronics might work might not work down there so just retrieve the dwarves and and you know get them online or bring them back um that's it (laughs) nothing else um and so back on the bus uh ray and reyna i cannot talk today i'm so sorry reyna and sky (laughs) are having a heart to heart um and Raina explains to her how she met her father, um, and Sky's kind of like, "Well, she, you're the daughter he never had," and she's like, "No one could ever replace you, Sky. You're all he wants." And I wonder if there's resentment there. I don't. I don't know. We can talk about that in a little bit. Um, hmm. I don't know. I kind of thought about that. What like when I watched it the second time around? Um, I'm not sure. But she says that they're special, and this guy's like like alien special. And she's like, no, we're human, but we have the potential to be more. Um, and she talks about how her grandmother used to tell her stories and how her grandmother comes from a line of special people. Um, and there's stories about the blue aliens that came down from the sky, um, but the ancients called them the Cree, and the Cree wanted change. And so only the worthy are allowed to inherit the earth and only the worthy are allowed to enter the temple. So this freaks Sky out. Um, she thinks that 
this something really bad is going to happen now. And so she goes um, to talk to May and May's like, don't let her get in your head. And she's like, no, I just have a really bad feeling. So she tries to warn Coulson, but their comms are down. And apparently Whitehall is jamming their comms. He has found them using Raina's tracker. He wants Raina back or I guess he never had her to begin with. So he just wants Raina. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I will send a representative to retrieve her. If you don't comply, I will shoot everyone out of the sky. So guess who gets sent to retrieve her? It's Ward, of course. And everyone's guns are on him. Everyone has a stake in this. Everyone hates him. Even the Koenig brothers have a stake in this. They're pissed. They're like, you killed our brother. Um and he's like, all right, let's go. And Raina leaves. And then he's like, Sky's coming too. And they're like, no, absolutely not. Um, and May is so protective of her. He's like, don't talk to her. And he's, she's like shielding her from him. And Sky's like, this is the only way. Like, I have to go. It'll be fine. Like, I can take care of myself. And May knows that she can. And so she lets her go with him. Ugh. And I hate him so much. And he's like, I'm going to keep my promise to you. Ugh. So back in Puerto Rico. Mac is going down the tunnel. He gets to the bottom and he, his comms aren't working, obviously, because electronics aren't working. He finds the dwarves and he sees and they're they're just on the floor and he sees these symbols on the floor and he touches the symbols and it activates something. And then all of a sudden, this, this, these symbols show up in the palm of his hand and he starts screaming because he's obviously in pain. Um, the team starts pulling him up. And they get him up and he's just like in a little ball and they're like, Mac, what's going on? Uh, they can't find any injuries on him. And Colson's like, Mac, what are you saying? I can't hear you. And Mac's eyes turn red and he says, run. And then he hits Colson across the room. Um, and that scene cuts. I think it's like a commercial break. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's very dramatic. Um, so in the next scene, everyone's trying to take Mac down and oh, Colson yeah. tries to ice was that they unload ice icers in him like oh yeah they try to un ice him he doesn't go down like it, it, it like you could see the blue stuff like under his skin just like evaporate looks like <laughs> well, yeah like um, he was just bonkers like they shot him once and he kept going so they just kept shooting into him and yeah. like i forget who remarked one of them like says like he, he won't go down and like it's yeah yeah it was it, it was uh even even having seen it before like it's it was the, the way they executed it, it's very anxiety like provoking for the characters. Oh my God. And like, you know, like he has, um, uh, he has Bobby by the throat and they're trying to get him to go down. And so Simmons grabs a box and tries to hit him with it. And so he knocks her almost into the tunnel. And so Coulson barely grabs her in time before she falls in. And then Fitz pulls a real gun and has it pointed out on him. And he's like, dude, please don't make me do this. These are real bullets. Mac, please, can you hear me? But he doesn't have to shoot him because Bobby shows up with her batons and tases him and he finally goes down. What, and <sighs> and that's like, I think Coulson, he, he has a line that explains it like because it is so out of character for him. But yeah. Coulson tells Fitz to take the shot while he's trying to pull uh, Gemma up and uh, Fitz says, you know, I can't, they're real bullets and he they're not icers. And he says like, you Do take it. a shot. Like, like if, yeah. if Bobby had shown up right then, he would have done it. Fitz would probably be dead. I think yeah. because I don't think Fitz could have done it. I think he should have for survival if if Bobby wasn't there. But yeah, like it, that was a that was a rough sequence oh, and just like it was so so much going awful. on. So anyway, so Bobby teases him and he falls into the tunnel and just like falls down the shaft. And Coulson goes seal the tunnel and Bobby's like, no, Mac is there and. Coulson's like, that was not Mac, which it was not <laughs> Mac at all. But oh my God, that sequence is awful. Um, so 
uh, we go to a car, and 33 is updating Whitehall on Ward's activities that he brought Sky, um, and that also he didn't shoot down the bus, which he was supposed to. And Whitehall's like, well, that's not okay. That was not his call to make. Uh, we need to remedy that. So 33 calls it in, and she's like, shoot them down. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Which is why we are doing this combined two-parter <laughs> in one. <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough ending for sure. All right. So this next episode is season two, episode 10, titled What They Become, uh, written by Jeffrey Bell, who is a veteran writer on the show and directed by a new name, Michael Zinberg, originally aired December 9th, 2014. So we pick up right where we left off, shoot them down. Uh, May is about to do some crazy flying. She's like, everyone buckle up we're going to do this. Uh, and so they rapidly descend to get cloud cover. They eject a bunch of pods. I'm assuming, I don't know what they eject. They eject something. Um, and they wait until, uh, our Hydra is locked onto them and then they cloak and disappear. And so the, uh, the, the missiles that Hydra shoots, um, uh, destroy the pods versus the plane and it looks like they were destroyed and got away um, and May is just so badass in every way look at her um, and uh, they land in Puerto Rico next to the Quinjet and um, Coulson is talking to Bobby he's like look we'll do everything possible for Mac but this Hydra threat has to be neutralized first and Bobby's just like okay like she is distraught <laughs> Um and Trip brings up some Howling Commandos tech, and one of the—I don't know which Canic brother this is, but whoever it is—he's very excited. Um, and they talk about how these—they're um, detonators; they're not vulnerable to EMPs, but they do have to be set manually, and they can't be um, remotely detonated. So they have to put a timer on them, and then just run like hell to get out of there. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Fitz and Simmons are discussing Mac and. Fitz suggests that maybe the city is reacting to a threat, like how the obelisk reacts to human DNA versus alien DNA. And um, so they have this theory that maybe Mac is just possessed, but he's not dead and not lost to them and they can they can still help him. So that gives us hope, at least that God, from that awful scene from the end of the last episode. Um, Meanwhile, Bobby is looking for something in the garage, and Hunter's like, oh, what you looking for? And she's like, Mac would hate to see his garage like this. Um, and Hunter tries to comfort her. Um, and she's like, look, I could use some backup um, in Puerto Rico. I have to go meet Diego. And um, Hunter's like flattered. He's like, oh, I'm glad you think I'm that good. And he's like, good enough to know that you're keeping a thumb drive from me. Um, but Hunter trusts her anyway, and it's kind of sweet. And it looks like we're seeing some character development from him. He's like not as suspicious. Yeah, he but... actually shows growth in their relationship, which yeah. is cool. It's nice to see. <laughs> which is interesting because I feel like of all times, now is when he should be suspicious of her. Um oh, did I not mention I think you might have in the previous episode? Did I skip, did I skip that? Yeah, I I I Where is... Because wasn't in the previous episode? Yes, I did skip it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so there's a scene where Mac and Bobby are in the cockpit. And Mac asks Bobby, does Hunter know about the other thing? And Bobby's like, no, I don't, I don't want to keep it that way. So there's something shady going on between the two of them. When Mac um, says uh, after Hartley, after what happened yeah. to Hartley, uh, who we know died. Uh, yeah. So it's something's going on. Something's going on. So yeah, so Bobby's looking for something that has to do with this, I'm assuming. 
we are assuming as an audience. And so, yeah, of all things, a hunter should be suspicious. Well, I this. feel like the, the, it's definitely him mentioning thumb drive is a callback to that line from the previous episode uh, about Bobby talking to Mac, I think, where because mm-hmm. like you say, like he's he knows something's going on, but he puts faith in her and he even says like, I trust that whatever it is on that thumb drive, like you don't want me to know about has nothing to do with the two of us. Yeah. So like he basically says like I I believe you're not hiding something because you're messing with with our relationship. Whatever you're hiding from yeah. me, I I have faith in you that there's a good reason for it. Sort of like which yeah. is like it shows a lot of growth. And I think like in a weird way, you're right. Like he he should be suspicious, but at the same time, like he knows he should be. He's just choosing not to be. Yeah. Letting go of that. Yeah. yeah. It it's very impressive. It's like the most like not uh, other than that moment where he genuinely bonds with Fitz and mm-hmm. and Mac where he's like shows like kindness to Fitz and he's like oh you know then yeah, her loss you know basically like when he gets yeah. like an assessment of what's going on with with uh him and and Simmons like the episode before he meets Simmons I think yeah like so I feel like other than that this is the most like genuine good good guy not action hero good guy yeah. like we've seen from him the genuine actual good good human yeah i agree uh, behavior and and it's, it's nice it's nice to see it is nice to see it was really cute um billy walked in uh he came home when i was watching this like during kind of during this time in the in the episode and he's like billy watches shield um my billy not billy koenig um <laughs> um billy watches shield and so he you know he's caught up on all of the seasons oh i shouldn't mention this Anyway, he was like, I love, he was so excited to see Hunter and, and Bobby. He's like, I love those two so much. He, he, um, he, they're just like, I don't know. The two of them are so good on screen together. They have a lot of complex stuff going on that we'll see like in later episodes. And this is, I think, I don't know. I really like their moments together when they're not like super cheesy. Let's make out all the time, but that's fine too. You can do that. (laughs) Um, so Colson is talking to May and she's blaming herself for word taking Sky. And Colson's like, look, you allowing that saved lives and that deserves recognition. And he also reminds her that Sky is a capable agent because of her, which is absolutely true. And May knows that too. Um meanwhile, in Puerto Rico, Ward is assessing Sky, he's like, oh, calm under pressure. Agent May has taught you well, type of thing. <laughs> and he makes it very clear that he is not loyal to Hydra. Um, he just wanted to keep his promise to her. And so he goes and opens a door. And oh, look, it's her dad. Uh, and he's like, here, I'm sure you have a lot to catch up on. Here, go be alone with the crazy murderer father. And he closes the door and it's just the two of them. And her dad is like super emotional. And he's like, wow, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. And this is really tense because we know what he's what he's capable of, and so does Sky. Um, and he's, you know, he tries to be calm, but he's still crazy. And he's like, "Look, let me start over. I'm Cal. I'm your father." <laughs> um, and Sky's like, "You're also a monster." And he's like, "Yes, yes, I am." Um, and they kind of go back and forth a little bit. And he's like, "Thank you for coming." And she's like, "Uh, I didn't have a choice." And he's like, "I, I apologize. I realize that I didn't want it to be this way. I've planned this out forever." Um, And then he starts to get a little out of control and scares her a little. And he's like, look, I wasn't always like this. Um, You were born in China. I ran a clinic there. We were so happy when you were born. Um, And then she's, Sky just makes it very clear that she's upset that she's forced to be there. And 
Cal gets creepy and he's like, oh, no, I, I don't know if I made, didn't make myself clear. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. This is your destiny. And it's like they were having this nice reunion moment. And then he went and got all creepy. And man, he's always sabotaging himself. Um, so Bobby sees her contact Diego making contact with Hydra. And um, they start walking towards her and Hunter. And she's like, oh, shit, um, they're coming right towards us. And so they start to make out. And instead, I guess technically what it was was a signal um, to her on where the Hydra's base of operations is in San Juan. So it was he was actually helping her, not him helping Hydra. Um, and then we get more of Hunter and Bobby making out. Yay. Because um, <laughs> two beautiful people have to make out on screen. So back in the room with sky and her dad sky's pissed that cal is working for hydra she's like those are the bad guys and if you're working for them that makes you a bad guy and he's like no i'm not i don't work for whitehall i would never work for whitehall so he has to sit down and explain to sky what happened to her mother and what whitehall did to her and he explains that he's gonna go kill him and then he says best day ever (laughs) which is so fucking crazy (laughs) like oh my god I can't get over like he Kyle McLaughlin is so good in this role. He's just there. There's so much nuance in his like vulnerability and also his crazy and just like some of the lines he says. It's just like, wow, I can't believe you just said that to your daughter. Um, Dude. So on the bus, um, Fitz and Simmons have decided they're going to wear hazmat suits um, down into the alien city so it won't be able to recognize it as hum- them as human and possess them. And this is the scene where Billy's messing with Trip about how his brother's a robot. <laughs> he went to go charge his batteries or whatever. Um, and Coulson pulls him aside and he's like, look, I need you and your brother to go back to HQ and enact Theta Protocol if things go south here. Um, and they look to see where the Hydra base is because Bobby's brought back that intel. And apparently they have positioned themselves directly over the temple and they have a plasma drill to drill through the Earth's crust to get to it. Great. So at the Hydra base, um, Reyna, Ward and Cal are, are all brought before Whitehall. And he's trying to figure out why Sky is there. And so they bring her in. He's like, I know why Rain is here. I know why Ward is here and Cal. Like, you guys are all great. But why the hell is she here? Um, and he's like, I have an idea why. And so they make her pick up the obelisk. And right before um, Sky picks it up, she looks, she kind of looks at Cal. And he uh, pulls out a scalpel from his sleeve. Um, and she grabs the obelisk and it doesn't kill her. It it activates and it glows and so and she punches someone in the face with it. And then Cal tries to take down a few agents and it reveals who she is to Whitehall. And now Whitehall knows who she is. And he's like, look, I almost didn't recognize you um, from way back then, talking about Cal. Um, and he looks at Sky and he's like, I hope you're as special as your mother, which, oh, he's so gross. It's re- it's so creepy. Oh, he's so creepy. Um, and so no, Whitehall has figured out why everyone is there except for Ward. And Rain is like, you really can't tell. Like he's in love with her, and they. He's like, oh great. Well, you're all gonna get tied up and put in a room. Um, so the so Colson and team in the bus land on top of Hydra's base, and there's like a, a one-off line about why this is good like oh we'll keep them in close quarters they won't be able to react as well but i just i feel like that's a really bad idea (laughs) like okay put your only way in or out on top of the 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 base good idea anyway 
trip, Simmons and Fitz are going down the other tunnel to set the bomb so that they can destroy the temple. Um, and Agent 33 is guarding Ward, um, and Sky is there too, and so is so is Cal. He's unconscious. Um, and ew, they're having a chat about how she's only loyal to Whitehall, and Ward is like sympathizing. He's like, Yeah, I had a guy that I was loyal to, and he went crazy. <laughs> which <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that. I know that life. Um Whitehall walks in and Cal tries to fight him, but he subdues him with that tech that he used on Raina to like freeze her. So same thing happens to Cal. He goes down and he has a little chat with Sky and he's like, oh, I wonder if you're special like your mother, if you're special in a different way. Discovery requires experimentation. And so he is clearly going to carve her up and it's awful. Um but they hear gunshots, so Colson and team have arrived, and so Whitehall leaves them with one guard, and Cal is starting to pull off the device, and Ward, meanwhile, is distracting the guard. He's, like, helping them. Um, Cal kills the guard, and he is like, oh, I'm going to go kill Whitehall. He is mine to kill. I'm leaving you here. So he leaves Ward and Sky there tied up and just, like, pieces out. He's so crazy. <laughs> and I love how he's just like sweaty and shiny and like disheveled in every scene he's in. It just like adds so much. Oh my God. Oh, crazy dude. So um, setting the bombs is taking longer than was expected. So Fitz decides to separate and uh, go set one of the other bombs off by himself and to save time. And this scene was really weird and kind of unnecessary because it, it felt like it was trying to build up suspense, like, oh, no, they're splitting up. This is a bad idea. But then it turns out fine. And then it's a weird scene, like, Fitz doesn't really know where he's supposed to go, and Gemma has to correct him. I don't understand why this was left in. It was not necessary. <laughs> um, so Cal gets to Whitehall, and he's ready to charge him and kill him, at, but Whitehall pulls a gun, and there's we hear a gunshot, um, but it's Coulson. Coulson shoots... Whitehall first before Cal can get to him and Cal is pissed he's like you took my kill he was mine to kill um and Coulson's like dude you're welcome <laughs> like uh but 33 shows up and starts shooting at them and Cal runs off so Coulson goes to chase him and 33 sees that Whitehall is dead and is distraught she's like oh no like what do I do now who my crazy overlord is dead what 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 is my identity <laughs> God, these poor people. Well, yeah, and like you say, the way you say that, like <laughs> she's got someone else's half face. She's yeah. got someone else. She's she's two faced, and the face that isn't two faced is someone else's. Yeah, she's messed up right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on for her. I feel bad. So Hunter and Bobby are coming in to get in on the action, and Hunter has this line about, "Yeah, join Shield, travel the world, meet new people, and then kill them." He just it. I feel like coming from any other character, it would have been super cheesy. But for some reason, coming from him, it's just so spot on with who he is and his like very dry humor that it's enjoyable when lines like that come out. <laughs> and uh, so Coulson catches up with Cal and they fight and it's like this dad versus dad battle. And Coulson is very outmatched. He's being like thrown across the room. It's not going well. Um, when, when he literally <laughs> is like. I'm her real dad. Like yeah. it's so like it's so spot on and just like a little bit like who are you trying to convince, buddy? I know, right? <laughs> like like, like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, which is why earlier um I mentioned like 
is Coulson trying to keep Sky away from her dad because he wants to be the only dad? Is that like both of are both of them fighting to be her dad, the only dad? I don't know. Like there or I mean, obviously Coulson is probably like concerned for her safety as well. But I don't know. I I, def- I, I feel like I don't know. I definitely think that's where Cal's coming from. It is oh, when you're sure. only dad and thinking that that's where Coulson's coming from. But I don't think that's it at all. Like, because that's not his bag. Like he's nurturing to all these people and he's not trying to replace anyone's anything. You know, he's just being there for these people when they need him. And they're, they're also there for him. Like, like it's beneficial, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, that component's really there for him, you know? I don't know. I don't think so either. I don't know. Coulson confuses me just because of his attachments. Like, later, I mean, we'll get to this in a second, but he, like, goes after Skye to, like, save her <laughs> in the temple. Like, he wouldn't have done that for any anyone else, I don't think. Maybe he would have. I don't know. It's complicated. I, I don't know. It's, it is it is all very complicated and different, like... Well, let's so this next yeah. yeah, this next scene. So Ward gets loose and he cuts Sky loose and he turns and he's like, All right, let's go. And she shoots him <laughs> like four times. It's so satisfying. Oh so my god. Satisfying. I totally forgot that happened and I was like, fuck yeah. Um, and she's like, Never turn your back on your enemy. You taught me that. And she leaves him for dead and goes to find Cal and Coulson. Oh, so satisfying. You're right. So good. Um so she finds them and she pulls a gun on Cal to stop him from beating Coulson to death. And she's like, look, this is your one and only chance to leave um, or I will kill you right now. Um, you need to go. And so he's like, all right, I'll go, but I'll be ready when you're ready. Transformation is very scary. I'll be here for you and I will always love you, Daisy. Um, and so he leaves and she runs to her Coulson dad. And is like so upset. She's like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't kill him. Like I, I wanted to, but I couldn't. And Coulson's like, it's okay. Like uh, he's like out of it. And she's like, look, I'm going to go stop this. I'm going to get the obelisk and stop this, stop all of this. And he's like, no, don't go. <laughs> and she just leaves him there all beat up. Like everyone's just leaving each other in this episode. And it's kind of funny. So 33 finds Ward, who is like dying, and she's like, Whitehall's dead. I don't know what to do. And he's like, look, I can get us out of here. So apparently they're teaming up now. Ew. Um, which I had forgotten about that. Oh, yeah. No, they're, that's their <laughs> yeah, creepy, but... creepy boyfriend and girlfriend sort of weird, yeah. <laughs> weirdly unhealthy relationship. Super, super unhealthy relationship on many levels. Many, many levels. Um. So Sky goes uh, to the drill, but the obelisk is already gone. And turns out Reyna took it and went down into the temple. Um, so Reyna is walking around in the temple or in the city, and she runs into possessed Mac. And she's like, um, "Take me there!" And he obeys. So it turns out Fitz's theory was correct. Like um, he's possessed by this alien city, and since Reyna has the alien DNA in her, um, he's react. He's not trying to kill her, <laughs> which is good, I guess. Um, well, and she's also holding the obelisk, right? That's true. That is true. So it could could be either or. Yeah. Well, I mean, he runs into Sky too, and he doesn't do anything to Sky. So I feel true. Like it's the but DNA he doesn't thing. follow. 
you're probably right, but he, but that's why he's like reacting because they even say like, like yeah. he's reacting the same way. But he does like follow her, you know, yeah, and, like yeah, that's true. Um, so Coulson decides he's going after Sky and Reyna, and May's like, dude, you can barely stand. Like this is not a good idea, and he's like, I know it's not a good idea, but I have to try. So you need to get everyone else out of here. Um, so he goes down into the tunnel. Um, and meanwhile, May um pulls trip up on comms and is like colson is going after reyna and sky and trip's like dude this is gonna blow any second and he like doesn't hesitate he just jumps down the temple without a hazmat suit to go deactivate the bombs which no um so sky finds mac and he just doesn't respond to her um and she's like uh mac please like wake up and she's like i'm gonna come back for you i promise and she walks into the temple and reyna's there and she's like i knew you'd come and the obelisk floats to this platform that's like lit by sunlight or whatever light that is and starts to transform. And um, Mac finds Coulson and he tries to run away. <laughs> and there's these doors that are shifting closed in the temple and Coulson barely like he doesn't make it in time to get in to get to sky but trip makes it and meanwhile he he deactivated all the bombs um and he sneaks in the into the temple just as the doors close and they're like no and the obelisk opens and lets out this like poof of air that like touches all of them and reyna and sky start to get covered in this like black shell stuff that looks like it's like rock, like what was happening to the people who, like the humans that touched the obelisk. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I thought they were going to be okay. And Sky's freaking out. She's like, oh my God, trip, trip. She's like screaming for him. And he's like, no. And then the obelisk explodes and it pushes trip to the floor and it embeds these pieces into his chest. And just as the girl's shells start to crack, like we can see part of Raina's face and she has like these weird, like spiky things on her. We don't get a full look at her. And just before Sky's um, shell starts to fall away, Trip turns into stone. And Sky, a piece of Sky's shell falls away from her face so she can see him. And she bursts out of her shell in this like amazing slow motion scene. And she sees her friend crumble away right in, right in front of her, which is awful. Ugh. So Trip is dead. And it's awful. And then the very end scene, we are in an office and there's a div another diviner and it's active in a box. It's like glowing. And um, this guy is on the phone. He's like, are you seeing this? There's someone new. And they go up, they pan up to this guy's face and he has no eyes. What the fuck? So clearly he is of some alien sort as well. Wow. A lot happened. A lot did happen. And um I think we talked about it before we recorded that I'll I'll save that guy at the end who's our only new appearance in this two-parter of a character who also has a comics connection. But there are a few other comics connections I could probably get to before we go to our spoiler section. And mm -hmm. they're not anything like really extensive because they're not uh, characters. Mostly it's just that this city, this what they refer to as the Cree city, uh has some basis in in a in a city called Adelon uh, in the comics, which ties to something that I guess would be technically a spoiler section. It's not quite. We don't get the word this episode, although we do get all the pieces are now finally together, and people had already figured it out, like uh, <laughs> because of the Cree connections and everything. But uh, 
I guess this would be our designation for your usual spoiler section time. <laughs> uh, yeah, spoiler section time. Let's just do it because we're everything I think after this is going to be spoilery. We'll, yeah, so. will be. Um, yeah. So they're Inhumans, Reyna and and uh, uh, who we now know is also Daisy Sky is yes. also uh, Daisy Johnson <laughs> or Quake, which she, uh, she will mm-hmm. soon be called and. They're Inhumans, so the Inhuman City is called Adelon, and there's also, like, they've created more now. There's, like, Orlon and all these other ones with similar-sounding <laughs> names, and I think that's where Lash, who we'll meet uh, soon, is from uh, in the oh. comics. But So, so there, there's, like, and, and they've kind of changed it a little bit, but basically these Kree experimented on ancient, like, humans after seeing celestials experiment on ancient ancient neanderthals and create the eternals which is an upcoming uh marvel movie uh mm-hmm. and so the inhumans are sort of like a an aliens copying these giant crazy celestial beings experimenting on humans like them copying it and mm-hmm. it ties into their history with scrolls and a bunch of other stuff and the beginning of that whole war like like basically like that war has lasted so long that it g- goes back to the beginning of human history and they experiment on our ancestors and like the whole the way they mention it in this episode i think they talk about the kree looking for people who are worthy or in this two-part yeah. and so it would be the similar idea of it basically people who are genetically capable of gaining superpowers when exposed to this stuff and the the puff of air, as you described it, is a pterogen ter- mist, which is, comes from pterogen mm-hmm. crystals. And when it's uh, breathed in by people with with human lineage, they die. And when inhuman, when it's breathed in by inhumans, uh, they get wrapped in these cocoons and become a human inhumans with a some sort of genetic potential unlocked. It's called pterogenesis, is the process, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the city that th- this is based on, uh, of Adelon, was originally located in the middle of uh, the North Atlantic Ocean. So I think it must have been an island, I guess. Yeah. And it was moved to the <laughs> Himalayas and then to the what is called the blue area of the moon, uh, of Earth and Moon. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, and like eventually became a floating city in the comics. Um, so Adelon, a little bit all over the cool. place, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's that. So this is our first appearance of the Cree City that we had hints at. In, and here it is under, uh, was it San Juan? San in Juan, Puerto Rico, yeah. it is not, I think, ever that in the comics. Um, <laughs> yeah, it first, first appeared in Fantastic Four, number 47, in February of 1966. And is mentioned... An offhanded way in Captain America Comics number one in March of 1941 because uh, they've added this one character uh, called Red Ra- Red Raven was a fl- flying character who came from a society of winged humans and they were eventually revealed <laughs> to have been connected to the uh, the Inhumans where they were basically an offshoot of them where a whole group of them wow. could fly so they built a floating city right above Adelon. And basically, like retroactively, they referred to <laughs> Adelon uh, retroactively in uh, the first appearance of Captain America, of all things. And it was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby uh, and it blowed up in, uh, in uh, Infinity Number 3 in November of 2013. <laughs> and wow. uh, yeah, so 
that's that one. And then trying to think of uh, the only other ones that are even close to anything, which are not anything real, uh, <laughs> would be um, <laughs> references to Atlantis and the Bermuda Triangle. Atlantis yeah. in the comics is the home of a great character called Namor, who will hopefully be making it a movie soon, who's like, goes back and forth between being a villain and a hero. Like he's often warring with the surface world for all the reasons you might think, like, cause we pollute the ocean and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but he's half, he's, it's hard cause he was literally created like the same time as Aquaman. It's one of those things where like Aquaman's probably oh, yeah. a rip off of him. Maybe not there. It's hard to say, but Namor um, is basically the same idea. His, his literally, his mom is from Atlantis. His dad is a human, uh, is a sea captain instead of a lighthouse keeper, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and his his Atlanteans have pointy ears and arched eyebrows. They're basically blue Vulcans, like they look like Vulcans from Star Trek, but they're oh. blue. Um, and mm-hmm. so Namor looks like Spock with a his hair slicked back. He's got a wicked widow's peak and, and <laughs> giant eyebrows, like pointy eyebrows and pointy ears. And for some reason, this dude in the speedo, which is also he's uh, it makes more sense than Aquaman, who's got this giant scale male shirt you know underwater like it looks like he's wearing <laughs> yeah. armor essentially uh namor at least wears he wears a fish scale costume as well but it's literally just a speedo he has a gold belt with a seashell on it like for a buckle and a green fish scale speedo all right and for some reason he can fly <laughs> which makes him kind of rad so he's like yeah 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 <laughs> no, the, I, I haven't gotten to the best part the reason he can fly is because each of his feet have two little wings on each ankle one on every side <laughs> or, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he has four little tiny little tiny wings that flap and that's how he flies that yeah, help him fly and, okay oh, i can't awesome. reiterate enough how often that these were created by children by basically children <laughs> like they had just been teenagers they're like 16 <laughs> 17 years old they didn't know what they were doing uh and yeah i just also no other atlanteans had that i just want to point out so this is the result <laughs> of being a hybrid of a human and an Atlantean. He's also been retroactively named Marvel's first mutant. We're not literally because they've, they've, they've then decided, you know, characters like Apocalypse from the, the movie Apocalypse, which nearly mm-hmm. ruined Oscar Isaac for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, not really. I love Oscar Isaac, but he does not pick good movies, it would appear. Um, at least not exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, so like that guy's you know been around from like biblical days. They've they've pushed back the debut of mutants to earlier on in human history, but uh, he's still like the first one in public consciousness. The cover of the Namor series that I read as a kid in the '90s was called uh, "Marvel's First Mutant: Namor the Submariner." Uh, so, no. <laughs> but yeah, and then the other one would be uh, the Bermuda Triangle, which is less impressive. I think there was like an island there that was created by Conan villain that became a part of Marvel characters back when Conan was originally <laughs> at Marvel, which is now back at Marvel weird. Uh, and this guy, yeah. Shuma Gorath, this uh, ancient wizard in a different era had an island in uh, the Atlantic right around where the middle of the Bermuda triangle was. Eventually it was sunk to the bottom of the ocean, raised up again. And I think became a base for Magneto. <laughs> um <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. It's also a portal to a place called Weird World where a bunch of weird stuff happens. Of course it is. Uh, and like, yeah, there's just like aliens and the creatures and every all kinds of madness. Like, uh, and it's had a couple of different uh, series or stories centered around Weird World. But uh, yeah, 
Atlantis and Bermuda Triangle uh, didn't make appearances. We got little tiny references. Both definitely exist in Marvel Comics. So that would be our closest things to comic connections. <laughs> Worth mentioning this this episode, and we'll get to our blind uh, eyeless fella at the uh, at the end yeah. the next episode because he's featured pretty heavily. Yeah. So let's talk about um, reactions to this episode because, oh, my God, so many like – this episode these episodes were intense and it is a major changing point for the series like a major character dies like sky is transformed into daisy um which i don't think she uses daisy until like the end of the season right yeah and i, I still don't really get other than the comic like firmly establishing the comic connection like why she would embrace it necessarily <laughs> like i can't remember there's a reason why and i can't remember i feel like she came she like is that is because of her father or something like that? I don't I know. I think that is, is it? I think I remember being disappointed that that was the reason more, <laughs> than, more than it being the choice yeah. because like her mom was misguided. Yeah. But her dad like also misguided and also scarred by things, but he just got so twisted up. Oh, like, yeah. like she, she always felt like she was just a little off the, yeah. the, the mom when she is like opposing them because like they're yeah. they're pushed she she doesn't want to like conquer humans because she was crazy yeah. and and i guess the same way like he didn't want to do all this stuff because he was crazy but but like you pointed out when you went over the episodes uh you know when he has the opportunity to like untie sky or chase <laughs> after whitehall it's like bye everybody <laughs> Like, like revenge is my priority like i just i know i just went over this big speech where like i'm so sorry i haven't been there for you and wasn't a part of your life but revenge is here so i don't know when i'll see you next i, I hope things work out for you, yeah. like, you know what I mean? it's like it's like he literally his priorities are so out of whack whereas like i don't think her moms are in, in the end like i think it, like she, she chooses inhumanity over uh, over daisy but at the same time it's like she's been pushed and yeah. literally almost Oh, you know, literally killed and brought back. It's like I, I I empathize with her more. You know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I love. <laughs> it's his best day ever, Jared. Uh, he gets to go murder, and he's reunited with his daughter. So you know that takes precedent over. He literally says, <laughs> "Yeah, best day ever." He's so bonkers. He's so bonkers. I love it though because it's so good. Oh. Uh, man you know it really um, is it's he's gleefully so he's yes so happy about it <laughs> oh my god and then when colson takes his kill it's like it's just yeah that's unhinged so, again that really emphasizes like he's like you took my kill like that's again more important like mine yeah no concern about what's going on with this daughter i just got reunited with yeah, and Coles, I love Colson's response of "You're welcome." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I don't see the problem here. <laughs> it's like we both didn't like that guy. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> Some characters could say like like if Hunter had said that it, it would have been uh, sarcastic, but yeah. Colson said he does. He does. He says it like a question at the end. He's, <laughs> He's like, like, I, I don't, don't understand. understand. <laughs> What's the why, problem? Why is everyone mad at me? <laughs> um, so obviously, I think the biggest thing in this episode that we need to talk about is Trip. Ugh. Why? Why? <laughs> like, I I mean, okay, so what I was saying about Billy before, because it, it had some spoilers in it, and I was like, oh, shit, I can't say that. Um, 
Billy was watching this with me, like, um, and he's like, oh, Hunter and Bobby, I miss them so much. Like, they were so fun to watch on screen together. They're just like, they, they're just like great characters. And then he's like, oh my God, and Trip too. And I was like, yeah, I think this is the episode where he dies. And I wasn't sure because I felt like towards the very end of this episode, I was like, I feel like there's still a lot that has to happen. And there's only like eight minutes left, but they fit everything into that like eight minutes. So great. <laughs> But as soon as he he like rushes into the temple, you're just like, oh no, dude, no. Well, and and <sighs> like I was thinking, like I, I mentioned uh, before we started recording, like as the before he ran into the temple, in my brain, I'm like, again, because we talked we talked before about like w- weirdly extending and compressing different parts of previous seasons, like in our memories, yeah. yeah. And like we would th- both thought it took longer for her. To figure out the mystery of the map and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it did. But uh, I started to like skip ahead to the finale because the finale goes back to the to the obelisk and yeah. Reyna and all this inhuman stuff so much that it's when Coulson touches it and they have to cut off his arm as the stone's spreading across yes. his body. Ugh. And so I was like remembering that. And then when Trip ran in, you'd already mentioned before I watched it, you already reminded me that it was the one where he died. But it's just like, oh sh- shit, the like, thing that doesn't happen this in this two parter. Like that happens later, and the tri- tripped death is the big like punctuation. But like also, you know, like when I was watching that, I didn't have the the gap of winter of the winter hiatus because yeah. I, was re- I was like in the middle of I guess uh, season three. I was like during real time. Mm-hmm. And I went back and was watching these on on Netflix, but still, just like even knowing that Mac was going to be okay and not having that weight, there's like that added anxiety for him too. Like it's yeah. just, it just sucks. Like they put those two guys through the ringer and they put fans through the ringer while watching it, like because yeah. they did they they pull off the emotion well, but it's, it is it's like sucks it's hard to watch yeah that scene is permanently burned into my memory like i i've only seen that episode one time before this and i will always remember like the look on his face the look on sky's face just like how she bursts out of her like shell like oh my god it's so it's so awful it's so sad and then the fact that he crumbles away so you know there's no way he's coming back like ugh. Yeah, they can't reverse it. Like, oh yeah. man, it sucks so bad. It, it's really hard to watch, and it's like, it's this weird juxtaposition because, like, when she's standing there because of her position and because of the the posing and everything, it's like a superhero moment. Yeah. It is like her debut and her birth, but it's like, I don't know, man. Even when it's not the story of your parents dying, you know, they still are freaking like putting her through the trauma ringer in her yeah. hero origin you know and and yeah. her character's already gone through so much i know it's like one of her and i mean like they have been setting up this whole season like how they've become really close and how they spend a lot of time together and you know they just have like this playful relationship that's fun and 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 nice and it's i mean trip had that with everybody like oh i hate it i hate it so much no, he became friends with with all of them, but he did. He, he had a really close friendship with with uh, with Sky, and I don't know. It sucks. Like, 
Well, and also, like, in that scene, like, Trip thinks that she's dead, like, and he's like, fuck, no, like. But he, he lets out a no. Yeah. Like, uh, very. Oh, that, there was just so much that, oh, I have no words. It's so, that scene, it's just so awful. And so, but like you said, it's supposed to be this, like, rebirth and, like, Sky coming into her, her true self and, like, getting these powers and. Like you said, it's punctuated with pain and loss, and ugh. and then Trip comes back in the framework and fucks us all up. Yeah, <laughs> like... and and they gave us like the stupid bullshit where because of the magic uh, dark hold, uh, Ada uh. was creating a real human body, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> like because uh, they totally set it up. They still, I still like feel like that that they're gonna pull the rug out from under us at one point and reintroduce uh, Ward that way. Ugh. Where it's like it's like oh, it turns out good Ward survived and came yeah. out the other side. And it's like what? But <laughs> he's been kidnapped by Hydra and they're brainwashing him. <laughs> it's like you got ten minutes to save good Ward <laughs> or whatever. Do they, we want to save him? Do we? You know, or, or, or just or, or do they just uh, use that as an opportunity to see what does human taste like? And <laughs> experiment with cannibalism. <laughs> like, I'm wow. saying, I'm saying, gotta make sure there's no, like you said, there's no way they're coming back. That's uh, <laughs> no zombies, no yeah. death locks. Nope, nope. He crumbled no away. That's that, um, that would be another way to get rid of Ward, just expose yep. him to the Terrigen Mists a bunch. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was blown up in the Quinjet and in, in space. Well, that's Hive. Yeah, so confusing. <laughs> God, it's so comic booky. It really, um, it's it's so comic booky <laughs> by the end. The man, the way they managed to do that in four years is amazing. I know. It's I guess it's great. three even because Hive yeah. is through three, right? Yeah, yeah that's he's nuts. Three. <laughs> how, how do they cram that in so fast? And we totally like accept it and believe it. Like we're like, yeah, this could totally, yeah, this is this sucks. This is for real. It's, it's <laughs> impressive. Like I'll admit, it's not quite as what it's not as wacky as. Uh, Doom Patrol on on the DC streaming site or or DC's um, Legends of Tomorrow on CW, but like they both embrace the wackiness. Yeah, where like Shield plays it straight. Yeah, I, I think the fact that they can get as comic booky as they do and still play it straight and still be going and like yeah. gonna have the whole thing, you know, like. Well, I I it just makes me think of Ghost Rider and how they just never really explain like how that came about. Like he like he was gonna die and the devil came and no, no, it, wasn't, his... no it wasn't the devil <laughs> was it what was no, no, it no it, it was nick cage it was the previous ghost writer no. pa- passing it along <laughs> yeah, no it's just you're supposed to think it's nick cage it's nick stop cage's it. hand stop it i'm not messing around it's johnny blaze i don't believe you I'm I'm just, to... <laughs> he's got a leather jacket if you look it up people people think it's supposed to be that like oh this is, I'm, my I God. wish I was just messing with you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Now so, I can't wait to watch that episode. So theoretically, they could introduce both uh, uh, Gabriel and uh, Nick as yeah. Ghost Riders in the MCU. They could. Like, like they could just fit seamlessly in oh, to yeah. the, next, the next phase. Yep. <laughs> ghost, ghost Riders. Yeah. Plural, but two of them. Yeah, yeah I, I would be so there for that movie. I'd be oh there God. in a second. I'm so upset that you told me that because now when I watch that episode, I'm just going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh no! But it I don't. I don't put really, it past them at all to do something like that because it is not the really good-looking guy that plays young Johnny. But <laughs> does not look anything like he like young Nick Cage. Oh God. Anyway, um, before we got off the rails, like okay, I think you mentioned too, like how you like you even though you knew Mac was going to be okay because you had watched ahead, like it's like these two like characters that we love like trip is dead and we're like what is going to happen to mac like there's so much up in the air at the end of this episode it's so stressful and then what the fuck are mac and bobby up to like what is what shady shit is going on with them like so there's this like underlying other mystery that like we haven't even fully processed yet because there's other shit going on oh this episode's fucking me up (laughs) i've already seen it before (laughs) um it took a lot out of me for sure it was it's a rough one it is um we also find out that i mean we already mentioned this but sky's name is daisy and um i want to go back to her dream that she had at the beginning of episode nine because it's a little prophetic and normally like dream sequences in in shows like this i'm just like no whatever but this one actually (laughs) had a lot in it like so she's wearing a flower dress which when i was typing out the notes i was like does she have daisies on her dress and i like I mean, I texted you to be like, can you, when you watch this, can you see if there's daisies on her dress? And you're like, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, we've determined that we're not sure if they're daisies or not. Could be. <laughs> it looks no. like they really could be. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's my super <laughs> So, but I mean, obviously there is a connection there somehow to Raina, like the flower dress thing, like they're connected somehow and her dream is telling her this. And then also when she touches the music box and her hands start to transform, when she wakes up from her dream, she's like holding onto her wrists, which is that's like where the source of her power comes from when, after she's transformed, like in real life, which I don't know. There's just like a lot of elements there that are interesting. And as I was typing out the notes, I was like, Ooh, there's actually a lot in this dream. And I was just going to not mention it, but I felt like we had to. Um, I thought that was a really, really uh, good call. Like, cause I, I had thought about how it's similar to to Raina, and because you know they're both Inhumans, and I think she was un- subtly like understanding their connection to her. Yeah. Maybe the, I, I thought of that aspect, but I did not think of the Daisy part. Which yeah. I think you're probably dead on about. That's yeah. I don't know. I just I like I said before we started recording. I should drink beer while I'm re- typing up the notes more often because things just come to me. <laughs> The alcohol opens my brain up to to all these symbolism. I don't know. Um, we already talked about the Colson thing um, and the father stuff. Um, I didn't. I totally forgot that Raina turns into this like beast thing. Like I, for some reason, I just didn't remember that. <laughs> but and we don't even get a, a glimpse. We get like a little bit of a glimpse of like what she looks like, and then she like hides in the shadows. I don't know. I'm remembering like how her her how she va- looks now. Yeah. And like how her vanity played into like how she was ashamed of like what she looked like and all kinds of things. Man, Raina's just a good character. I like she goes through a lot in the next half of the season. Um, is there anything else we wanna freak out about? <laughs> I mean I can't think of anything super like significant now um yeah i mean 
I don't know, just this was super plot heavy. Like a lot happened. A lot is going to happen. We get introduced to Gordon, which is the guy that his eyes, he has no eyes. Um, so that I feel like this opens up a whole new, a whole new world <laughs> of of comic book weirdness. I don't even know if it's going to be comic book weirdness, but because well, I, I mean, don't know on if some level or not. <laughs> so, some of the stuff for sure. I don't know. Like, there's not as many characters I feel like introduced who are necessarily uh, new to to the show, but but from the comics, there'll be a few here and there with the Inhumans. I think. I don't know. It's it, it, so much happens like between yeah. now and and the rest of the. Uh, the so the season. much happens. But at the same time, like it feels like it's also connected to what we've already kind of been with does it make any sense like like because yes, yeah like does. like thinking of the similarity where they're back with the obelisk at the end of a season you know when yeah when colson loses his hand like they can't yeah. escape some of this stuff until they're until they are done with it yeah yeah absolutely um shield does a really good job especially i think it started from this season i didn't realize it started from this season i was thinking it started from season three but like having these like these two halves of the seasons but having them really intimately connected even though they're pretty diff like they have a lot a very different storyline going on um i feel like season four is kind of the ultimate with that like two very separate seasons it seems like but very i mean the way that ghostwriter comes back and it just comes full circle is so cool and I feel like this this season does that too really well. Um, and I had kind of forgotten about that. Um, yeah, I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. I think, if, I think, if I'm, yeah, if I remember correctly, but because it's you're totally right. Like like they've been doing it, and I, I I think it was maybe after the Winter Soldier episode that it occurred to me that it was even sort of true for the first season. It's just yeah. that it was a little bit weighted differently. It wasn't at mid season. It was like two-thirds of the way through or whatever yeah yeah but every season has had like a clear second arc yeah it just gets more and more defined and like you said maybe peaks but then again i mean fifth season is the ones in the future (laughs) (laughs) i feel like their connection is more obvious and like concurrent maybe yeah but they're still very different stories because like and and they're still a firm connection you know through the dark hole and the magic and ghost rider coming back and everything but at the same time it's i don't know i think you're probably right that it's the most distinct but i also feel like they just have gotten so good at it yeah but who knows at this point yeah it makes me wonder what season six is going to be like if it's because it's only what six episodes no it's more than that nine i forget now but it's shorter like essentially like essentially like six and seven combined would have been a full season of like, you know, season one through five. So I'm wondering if they're just going to have a complete arc that's not split up. I don't know. Yeah. No, um, I I kind of, I kind of feel like that seems like it's most likely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Oh, also, I don't know if we mentioned this last time we recorded, but um, apparently season seven is the last season of shield. Yeah. Yeah. It bums me out. That came out, I think, in an interview um, with Clark Gregg, which is sad. People had just been speculating it, and yeah. then he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> but I think, I think we maybe maybe talked about this one off, but um, like that doesn't mean that they won't have other stuff. Like they won't have spinoffs. Like maybe they could have a spinoff with Daisy and 
have an actual good and human uh show <laughs> yeah they could, I, I think i mentioned they could do secret warriors and yeah Future yeah yeah daisy and and uh and yo-yo and mac and like you could keep a lot of it going like you could build off of it and go in a different direction like gosh mend your fences guys and get her on the big screen get I may know. on the big screen like uh, we did get in a very lengthy message a, a dm from uh, a listener on uh, our uh our podcast account on Twitter and it was filled with so, so much information on uh, the ways Captain Marvel contradicted, but also like workarounds and there's stuff that pertains to later episodes of shield that we'll bring up later on. It was really very much appreciated. It was a great message. Uh, But um, it did bring up just that there are some things that are like pretty clear contradictions. So we're just going to have to work around them in our brains. Cause like, like it would have been so easy to just include May would have been great. <laughs> well, and also, like in this episode, Coulson mentions like, "Oh, we solved the the Bermuda Triangle in the '80s," and it implies that he's been around for a long time. But then in Captain Marvel, like he's the rookie, and it's '89. Right. So I, yeah, like there's weird. Or it's, it's '95. Oh no, you're right. It's '95. Yeah, yeah. So I don't but know. It's also it's also possible too that like. I don't think it's ridiculous for him to ref- to say we and mean shield. Like, yeah, I don't think that's, that's that, that much of a stretch. And it adds to his air of badassness. It's like uh, uh, get the Marvel spoiler for I'm sure everyone has already seen it, but uh, you know, like Nick embracing the rumor about his eye. Yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> like, I could see Coulson doing that same thing a little bit, like when he when he has the opportunity. Yeah. But uh, yes, and I need to mention that I double checked. And they actually show him on screen, so uh, 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 they do show that it's Johnny Blaze. It's and he looks like oh no, <laughs> he looks like the movie ver- looks like the Sony movie version of Ghost Rider. It's quite easy to believe that that behind that flaming skull is a uh, <sighs> manic, depressive <laughs> acting style of uh, of Nick Cage. Good lord, I've been ruined. <laughs> I'm like shield that half, much better. Of, half of me is like upset by it, but the other half is like, that's a good, good call. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. It makes me so happy. So yeah, weird aside, didn't think it was going to go there this episode that I would be fantasizing about uh, a combination of Gabriel Luna <laughs> and uh, Nick, Nick Cage joining the MCU in the near future. But the I Ghost Riders I, and the Buffies. Yeah, there's no reason why this shouldn't happen. Yeah, there'll be a a spinoff where where Winter Soldier trains the next Bucky for the next Captain America. And he's like, I don't understand why I have to go by Bucky. He's like, I don't either. It's just the rules. Yeah, Steve insisted on it. It's, it's a little weird, but it's also kind of flattering. So I'll take it. Who would be Mac if Mac was going to be Captain America? Who would be his Bucky? I don't know. Like, there's two closest things to partners. I feel like. Are, are Daisy and Yo-Yo, but that doesn't feel right. No. Like, I don't know. Doesn't he have a brother? I think he might. Doesn't he? I feel like he's in a few episodes. Maybe his brother could be Bucky. I don't know. <laughs> oh, his it, it, oh, his daughter would have been a perfect Bucky. Oh. They also could have brought back with the magic hoodoo from, uh, <laughs> from the framework, but they messed with us. They did. Fuck. Fucking Why shield, didn't man. they just bring her and trip back? Yeah, in a corpse of a uh, ward. <laughs> <laughs> they could burn. It feels yeah, good they about could it. defile. 
<laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, we should end. <laughs> Where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> uh, I, I can be found at I Snow Nothing. Uh, yeah, and that's and we can be found at uh, Project Tahiti, right? At uh, on on Twitter. Yep. And then you can send us an email at projecttahitipod at gmail.com. Thank you for everyone that's written in so far and DM'd us with stuff. It's, yeah, we've gotten some great, awesome. some great interaction lately. Where can people, where can people find you? Oh. I said where people can't find you. <laughs> I've <laughs> gotten some of your, uh, your awkward speaking today. Sorry. Uh, it's contagious. <laughs> it is. Everyone, watch out after you listen to this. I know. You you're not going to be scrambling words. <laughs> We're going to have Ray, the new S.H.I.E.L.D. agent <laughs> that was introduced. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you can find me at Space Jess uh, with four S's in the Jess. Um, and thank you guys for listening to Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Bye. Which is kind of cool. So her and Daisy got to do, or shit. It's kind of cool. Her and uh, her and Chloe got to do um, some scenes together, fight scenes together. Um, so meanwhile, in does it really matter that I said that? Because we get that <laughs> revealed now. I guess we should save it for this other section. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, tried to make, I tried to make that a seamless transition for you to edit. Um, <laughs> Um, and so Hydra tries to run and turn herself into Hydra Hydra what did I say Raina tries to run and turn herself into Hydra (laughs) sorry (laughs) please edit that out I know you're not going to (laughs) well now Um, I can't (laughs) I know